TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. This is Red Sox Review and it starts right now. Here's your host, Cooper Boardman on WEEI. Another one too. He's on the ground to third. Devers has it. Goes the short way to second. In time and the ball game is over. Back home, Chris Martin slams the door shut. Red Sox get a win that is crippling for the Rangers. 4-2 is the final. Cutter Crawford was great. Rob Refsnyder got the big swing, and the Red Sox bullpen did what the Rangers could not. They were dominant. Well, this struggling Red Sox offense found exactly what they needed, and that's a Rangers bullpen that has been giving it up here all month long, and the Red Sox pull this one out late with three in the eighth. That's a good win here. This bullpen was outstanding. It was your guys, right? Winkowski, Whitlock, and then Martin. They went for it, and they delivered. And there it was. Sox win. 4-2 over the Texas Rangers on the road. You're facing a desperate team, a team that needs to win so bad for its playoff dreams to perhaps be realized. And Red Sox outplay them for a lot of the night. Their starter goes toe-to-toe with one of the best starters in the American League coming in, Cutter Crawford v. Jordan Montgomery. The bullpen was outstanding. It was better than Texas's, and so was the execution down the stretch of the ballgame as the Sox get a win tonight, get their 75th of the season, now 75-76. and 76. And uh, more than anything, if you're a Red Sox fan, if you're here, if you've been here, if you are uh, feel as though you're kind of like emerging out of the mud maybe, I could understand it. Uh, but it is uh, the put-to-bed of that losing streak that spanned Game 2 of the Yankees series last, what was that, Thursday? Feels like the Red Sox have been losing for a long time. That ends tonight, again, 4-2, thanks to a three-run rally in the eighth inning. It is Red Sox Review tonight, live on WEEI. Cooper Boardman with you. Taz inside the glass, 617-779-7937, on the text line, which is already hopping right now, is, uh, you, you know, I, I think this, and we're about to hear from Alex Gore, the, the Red Sox manager, but, you know, uh, for the Sox tonight, it it was, you know, just wonderful to see something different. It was wonderful to see, uh, you know, something similar was the starting pitching, right? You know, four straight days where you've gotten quality starting pitching and not really been able to pay it off on the other end. And Cutter Crawford was excellent once again. I'd love to get into his future, where that could be. Um, but the now is six innings, a two-run ball with seven Ks and no walks against one of the best offenses in baseball 
And they can hit. They've shown they can hit. And even in their losing stretches, the Rangers have shown they can hit. And Crawford you know, comes out there. He gives up a leadoff home run to Marcus Simeon. They're doing MVP chance at Arlington. And then proceeds to sit, you know, to stand up on the top of that mound and retire 17 to the next 21 that he faces. And he, you know, and I know the Red Sox rally for three. They're down in this game all night. The bullpen was awesome. Chris Martin continues to be wonderful, all this. But to me, that's it, right? That's what the Red Sox have lacked all year long in terms of quality starting pitching. The Red Sox have been a well above average offense, especially in the second half of this season. And their starting pitching and pitching overall has been a well below average, you know, machine. And, and to, you know, it, it, it lends yourself into a little bit of a window of what this team could have been. I hate to sit here and do the what could have been because we know what is. But you really do sit here and look at this team and, and, and you know, see a guy like Crawford, who I think is, is capable of being a four or five starter, you know, on this team moving forward, whether people, you know, like that or not, to see him go out there and do that and, and give this team what he's given them a lot of the year, which has been in, in, a, in a role that has genuinely been uh, in consistent flux, right? Where, where it has been, sometimes he's a starter, sometimes he's a reliever, sometimes he's somewhere in the middle, sometimes you need a lot, sometimes you need a little. You know, you're, you're asking a guy to do a lot of different jobs over the course of a year while learning how to pitch at the major league level in just this third season, and he's answered that call. He's been just fine. He's had the, the keel and the mindset to do it, and I thought tonight was a crown jewel on a season that he deserved because he's been very solid for this team. You know, the, at the end of the night, he's sitting here with a 419 ERA, and you sit there and you say, 419, that sounds big. It's not. You know, you look around baseball at the average ERA, you look at baseball and what, guy, what teams, even the good teams, are getting from their three, four, and five starters. That's more than good enough. And he was really good tonight, the Red Sox, because of it and because of, again, a three run rally in the eighth inning. Get the win. All right, I got a lot to say. I'm sure you do too. 617 617-779-7937. 617-779-7937. 3793737. Text line two. Uh, but let's get to the manager, Alex Cora, standing by in Arlington after the win tonight against the Texas Rangers. Be another nice pitching performance. How good the cutter looked to you? He was really good. Obviously, it didn't start it the way we wanted, but uh, he was able to elevate his fastball expand with the slider uh, the cutter was good and uh he gave us six strong innings and then the bullpen did the rest yeah just the other day you talked about finishing the fifth getting to the six like how important is that for him uh it's important for him it's more important for us um you know obviously and i talked to him it's like you know next time you know we, we talk about the 100 pitches right but you know i felt like that was enough where we were in the game just uh to go to wink and and then we got the lead and go to the other guys but that was pretty solid, uh, and that's what we need. We need that. We need these kids to to keep pushing to to go deeper into the games. Uh, the four and two thirds, the four and one third, you know, over and over and over again. You know, it's at this level, it's hard to to win ball games on a consistent basis, and they understand that, and they're working hard to to get over the hump. What what allows him to get through that? You know, to to get to that point. Um, I mean, the mix of pitches, you know, it's, it's, it's very important. And, uh, you know, you look at the good ones, you know, they probably start with 55% four-seamers, and then the second time to the lineup is 45% four-seamers, and then 
the third time through the lineup, uh, they overload their breaking balls, you know. It's different mix, especially late in the game. So uh, that's something we've been talking about it, uh, you know, stamina too. Uh, there's a lot of had that kind of a comeback, like late inning comeback. How how good it, did it feel to have one in completed? Like I said, I've been we've been playing good baseball. Uh, if you go back to to uh, Tampa, the walk off, and then in game two we won the first one. Then against Baltimore, that wild game on Saturday, we won the next one. Against the Yankees, we played tough games, and against Toronto, we did the same thing. That's a good team over there, and uh, we put good at bats. Um, you know, the walk by by Weicho, that was huge right away. Uh, Connor hits the double, and then ref goes the other way, and uh, that's how it start. And uh, Doovy put a good at bat, hit the ball in the air, to right field, did the little things like we talked uh, earlier today. So it was a good one. You know, we're gonna keep playing. We're not gonna, you know, quit. You know, uh, we we have to uh, win as many games as possible the rest of the way. And uh, you know, today was a, a good day, a good night. Yeah, he put good swings uh, against the lefty, uh, stay <clears throat> the other way, which is important. He missed a pitch at the end, but, um, you know, he, he put good at bats. Alex Cora speaking after the win tonight over the Texas Rangers. Again, a final score of 4-2 to in Arlington. Sox got three in the eighth inning and got the win. And, and you know, it, it is a, a team that obviously we know where they're at and, and, you know, what the context of the wild card standings and all these things, but... Uh, man, it, it is, you know, it was just nice to see. It was, it was nice to see, you know, a lot of things that we have not maybe necessarily seen uh, consistently from this group, you know, which is bottom of the order production, right? You know, I know it's Bobby Dahlbeck coming up from Worcester where he's had an outstanding year. You know, it's two hits from him. It's two hits from Luis Arias, and it's the, the hit by Connor Wong. And when you talk about why the Red Sox scored in the fifth inning, that's how they produced and when you talk about why they scored in the eighth inning, that's where it started. And, and it was walks, but you still have to take the walks. And uh, that was really welcome sight. And then obviously you, you heard Alex Cora espousing the virtues of Cutter Crawford tonight. And again, he was really good. He was really, really good. And I Sal, I, 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 I know what the year has been. And I know, you know, where the Red Sox have been starting pitching wise, but the issues have not been him. And uh, again, I'd like to get into that as we move along. Uh, Got to hit a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get to your call. 617-779-7937. 617-779-7937. Text slide two. Get to the text. See those uh, rolling in at 37937. Uh, we'll wrap it up on the night and uh, get you set up for uh, Cutter Crawford, kind of the, the way this is going to go over the next couple of weeks. And then, of course, for big one tomorrow, Against old Fred Nathan Avaldi. Taz has your trending in a moment. We're back on Red Sox Review on WEEI. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Cutter Crawford struck out seven over six innings while walking none and allowing two earned runs on four hits, which kept the Sox in the game long enough for the eighth inning rally that helped decide the game. Rob Refschneider's two RBI single helped Boston go from trailing 2 1 to taking a 3 2 lead. Adam Duvall's sack fly provided some insurance, and Chris Martin shut the door back in his hometown to secure a 4-2 win over the playoff-hungry Texas Rangers. Tanner Houck gets the ball for Boston tomorrow night, for, and for the Rangers, it'll be former Red Sox Nathan Eovaldi, who brings a sub-3 ERA and an 11-4 record into his start. First pitch, 8:05 on the Shaws and Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Radio Network. Around the AL East, the Orioles just took an 8-7 lead in the ninth in Houston, Cedric Mullins hit a three-run homer off Ryan Presley, while the Rays, Yankees, and Blue Jays had the night off. New York and Toronto 
start a three-game set tomorrow. On the gridiron, New Orleans gave up a late touchdown to Carolina, but the Saints beat the Panthers 20-17 to in number one overall pick Bryce Young's home debut. The Browns lead the Steelers 22-19 in the fourth quarter, this after Nick Chubb was carted off earlier in the game. I'm Mike Tazi, and that's what's trending on WEEI and WEEI.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. Three and two. Here's the pitch, and it is line to second, into the outfield for a base hit. Arias scores behind him. Long comes home. Ref Snyder delivers a two-run hit, and it's 3-2 Red Sox. If you are a lefty and you see Rob Ref Snyder walking up to the plate, do you, do you just turn to the dugout and you're like, you take me out? I don't need to be in, right? Well, hide your kids, hide your wife yeah. when Rob Refsnyder comes up against the lefty. <laughs> it's like, it's become a joke, but it's like actually true. No, yeah. I mean, I, you worry about him when he goes against the power righty, but he's certainly, I mean, all professional sports, it's all about finding your your niche, especially when you're kind of a journeyman sort of player, which Rob had became, became before he called on up here in Boston. But uh, yeah, he's a professional against left-handed pitching. The voice of Taz, Cooper Boardman, back with you, too. It's Red Sox Review on WEEI 617-779-7937, on the text line, too. Uh, you know, a, a lot here, and we'll just unpack it, and feel free to pop in with your thoughts as well, and I, I see some of the texts as well that, that, that we'll get to in just a moment. But, you know, just some thoughts on the night and the context that it provides as the Red Sox try to pave their path forward. And I think, you know, to me, it starts with with kind of what you saw uh, from the starter Cutter Crawford tonight. And, you know, really the biggest conversation, by the way, if you, if you missed it tonight, Cutter Crawford was, was very good six innings of two-run ball. He did not walk a man. He struck out seven. He didn't earn the win, but he, he did everything that uh, he, des- he, he deserved it. In the end, I hate when people say that. He deserved the win. Yeah, okay. It doesn't really matter. He was really good. 
and uh, and he threw strikes, and it you know it was just a, a, the latest in a, a, a number of pretty impressive performances for him. And I recognize you know it's been a little bit up and down over the last month. Uh, I recognize that he has had some blowups, but this is a guy in his third major league season and throwing right now by far the most innings that he's ever thrown at the major league level. That has you know showed up and posted for this team you know over the course uh, of the year. And, and Taz. Uh, you know, here here's how I see it. Red Sox are going to go to this offseason. They're going to pick their leadership, obviously, wherever they go. And I see some text about that. We can do that in a moment. Uh, continue the conversation as more information comes to light day to day. Um, you know, they're going to go out and get starters. Can't imagine that they're not going to. Uh, it's, it's really difficult to imagine that they're going to be able to go get three quality starters. Like, that just doesn't really happen. They don't grow on trees. Right, exactly. And, like, you know, they're going to cost you a lot of money. But even if you decided... You were going to do something Rangers, talk about the team they played tonight-esque. Um, you're not, it's just really, like, you can well, spend look at the, the injuries money. they're dealing right, with, exactly. so you're always going to need the depth, right. too. You need it. And, and to me, I, I am of the belief that this team is going to, you know, you got Brian Bale, so you can pencil him in. He's the, he's the known. He appears to be the only known. But to me... You one of the two guys between Cutter Crawford and Tanner Houck is going to have to be in your starting rotation next year, just to me. And I, I, I think people would kind of jump at that and say, really? But to me, if you look at the good teams in baseball, what they've been able to do is take one of those homegrown guys, let them do it over the course of a full season, get better at it, and then, and then come into a next year feeling, you know, Cutter Crawford is your five starter consistently, and they've had a lot, you know, he's had to bear a lot this year because of just the flux of the rotation. But I don't look at him as your five or even your four, depending on what the rest of the rotation, your bullpen looks like. I don't look at that and feel bad about that. No, no, he's impressed me, especially like after the velo dipped in one of his starts and he, and he got roughed up to see him come back with this kind of start. I think it's almost good to see a guy get roughed around, and then how does he respond off that? You know, a lot of people thought, oh, maybe he's reached his innings and he's tiring out, but for him to come back in Texas against a playoff-hungry team, not bad. You know, you you kind of look at it, and and the question in the end boils down to, you know, which of those two, and I I don't think Tanner Houck needs to be a starter. I recognize why, right? He's got the build for it. He's physically feel, you know, looks like a guy that that can, you know, go out there and be, uh, a starting pitcher and not break down over the course of the season. The slider is absolutely outstanding. He has on paper and in terms of the way it grades out stuff plus wise, better stuff than Cutter Crawford. But I, I do think the the difference between those two to me and both, by the way, you know, I mean, we get so caught up, but it's true. And it's important in terms of the times through the order, right? First time, second time, third time. Neither of them are good the third time through the order. But both of them, it drops off considerably after the first time through the order. The ERAs are relatively similar. The slug against is relatively similar. To me, uh, what what is different uh, for for me about Cutter Crawford is the pitch mix and the fact that you're sitting there with a guy that has five different pitches that he can go and get you with every single time. He can go four seamers up. He can go sinkers down. And then all the breaking stuff comes in from there. And he's got a good enough fastball. And, and I know Houck has more velo, but I think Crawford has better command and better ride and better spin, and it's harder to pick up. And so, you know, he's got a little bit of a better fastball, whereas, you know, for Tanner Houck, and it's not to say that those secondary pitches aren't good. The slider is obviously unbelievable. I mean, beyond that. 
uh, it's not to say that the this the, that that stuff isn't good. It's just not as good as cutters. And so I'm kind of interested in 96, 97, unbelievable slider. Go out there, put up a two five ERA for me in the bullpen. Yeah, I wash my hands of it, and let Crawford be the guy that finds his way in the rotation. Totally agreed. And you gotta find a way to keep Pavetta around here. I mean, if you listen to this guy, not only what you've seen him do on the field, just be gritty and take the ball after three days rest, spot start, come out of the pen when needed. But just the way he speaks post game about you know loving being here, loving his coaches, loving the trainers, you know just wants to be there for his team. Ultimate team guy. He can be your six starter slash swingman. I think those are very valuable, especially in today's times. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. And and I, you know and the truth about it, and this is the biggest difference, is that if you you know whether it be him or not, right? And I, I think you know if he walks, if he goes somewhere else. You know, the, the roof isn't caving in. You Don't want to overpay him. for him. Yeah, he's a nice piece. And the stuff, you know, for, for me, I, I'm in love with him. You, you know me. Like, I like this, the quality of stuff. I like analytics. Like, I, I'm into that. And and I'm I'm into the quality of what he throws. His stuff grades out as a pitcher that should have much better numbers than he has. It's just been a long time since, you know, it, the, the, there, it's we're now at a point where it's been a lot of years. And he's been good this year. Don't get me wrong. But between like what he could be based on the quality of the pitches that he has versus the results, you know, there's a big divide there. And now it's been a long time, you know, of that. But you do you do see it with a lot of strikeout artists. Like, I wish he could mix in some sort of sinker or something to where he can go get a bread and butter contact out. And that's where you become a complete pitcher that like on the other side, Bale. If he starts striking people out, then you got that mixture of getting contacts out, contact outs, and big strikeouts when there's runners in scoring position. Yeah, that's what an ace does. Right, exactly. And, and you know, the but the thing about Nick Pavetta is, if he went somewhere else, if he went to the Rays or the Dodgers, the Mariners or the Braves or whatever. Oh yeah. And and, and like you wouldn't be surprised if he was a Cy Young candidate. Truly, next year with, with what he's got. I, I you know that might feel hyperbolic to some. It's a little Eflin like. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely quality stuff. 617-779-7937, 617-779-7937, Red Sox review on WEEI. Um, so, you know, that's my two cents on Crawford, right? Gives up the leadoff home run tonight, sets down 17 out of 21. And I think, again, if you walk into next year with him as a four or five, uh, you, don't feel, you don't feel bad about that. For, on the Pavetta end, you know, if you're going to let him walk, though, you have to do what was not, what did not ultimately happen, which was replace Michael Walker, Replace Nathan Evaldi, you know, replace uh, good quality innings. And, and, you know, you can you could really from in Evaldi's case, uh, you could look at his season last year and say, you know, I could see why you wouldn't bring him back. But that, that you had to bring in someone who who you knew would give you quality in some capacity. That just didn't happen. And so the same is true for Pavetta. Obviously, that is part of many reasons why a change was made at the top. And uh, and I think that's the case, you know, really moving forward. But I, I'm in the same boat with you. I, I agree with that. And, and for Nathan Avaldi, who will be you know, Texas's starter t- tomorrow, it, it felt like his time in Boston had kind of run its course. Um, I don't know. Would he be 11 and four with a sub three ERA if he was still a Red Sox? <laughs> it, you know, these are hypothetical things, but I think a lot had to do with him going home, back pitching in Texas, where he's from. You know, it's like that for some guys. But I agree. If you let guys like that walk out the door, you have to to, to replace them. And once we uh, realize who they hire to do Hein Bloom's former job, we'll have a much better idea about the philosophy in terms of how do you want to build your team. I mean, this past off season, Hein made so many good moves, but 
to cheap out on starting pitching to just kind of go the journeyman route and hope Paxton stays healthy, to hope Kluber bottles up some former Cy Young version of himself. It's a lot to ask. Especially because the offense has been good most of the year. Yeah. I know, you know, watching it over the course of the last week, you don't really feel that way. And watching them really in the month of September, you don't really feel that way. This has been a well above league average offense all year long. They, they slug, they hit doubles, uh, they get on base, they put the ball in play. There's a lot good there. And I think, you know, tonight, you know, you talk about the story of this ball game. You know, you, you, you go uh, in that fifth inning, Bobby Dahlbeck doubles, right? He's out a one-year deal. He will not be in a Red Sox uniform, I presume, next year. Uh, but he has, you know, played his way at AAA into a different conversation than where he was at the beginning of the year. And then Arias comes up and his RBI single. And like, that's a guy that high and bloom went out inside signed through 2025. And, you know, like I, what those are the guys that I'm interested in, right? These, these kind of margin fringe, whatever you want to call them guys, right? Not, they're not in the cornerstone conversation. They didn't come up in your organization. They're somewhere in the middle. Pablo Reyes, similar story, all Mm -hmm. of that. You know, second base is, of course, one of the, going to be the biggest questions going into next year. And you're like, what What happens to him? Is is he the starting second baseman on an opening day in 2024? Yeah, I don't really, especially if it's a new regime who's like, all right, we don't really care about the old guard besides a handful of players that we do any guard could believe in, a la Rafi Devers and, and names like that. Those aren't going anywhere no matter who takes over. But, yeah, I don't know. I, you could probably do something else. I mean, Pitching and defense is like the obvious things that need to be addressed, and it shouldn't be that difficult, but then you usually do have to sacrifice some offense to make those sorts of moves. And you feel like, you know, he could he can burn, like he can do it. I think in Arias' case, you know, you look around baseball, right? Like look at the American League. There, there are two good power-hitting second basemen. There are two good second basemen. Marcus Simeon, Glaber Torres, Jose Altuve was hurt a lot of the year. He's obviously really good. He has a track record. And that's kind of it in the American yeah. League. Like the only two guys with an 800 OPS or higher among American League second basemen are Simeon and Torres. And Torres is having a career year of 20 plus bombs. You know, Arias was a guy. He was like a 790 OPS guy in Milwaukee a couple of years ago. We've seen the power. It's true. You know, we've we've seen, and so you know that's a position. It's kind of like catcher, uh, where like you're just trying to catch a little something. I am, and this is a. a I'm a little bit of uh, more than the average person, a believer in Edmanuel Valdez too. Like I know what the defense is. The defense needs to be better. He knows it needs to be better. It's been the mandate from the Red Sox that it needs to be better. Like that guy's a piece. That guy is somebody that could be in that AL second baseman conversation we're talking about. Or even if Rafaela, they decide to go that route. I mean, there's no guarantee what he's like on, on defense over there, but that's why I would use these valuable games the rest of the season to, to get some looks at that. Yeah. And I think they're planning on it. And I think, you know, as you, you know, you walk through the story of the game, right? Like you, you found out about Connor Wong, right? That you know, he doubles in the eighth inning, two batters later, uh, he gets to, he, he, he's in scoring position after the Devers intentional walk base is loaded. Refs net two run single, boom, game over three, two. Uh, and it would be four, two at that point in the win over the Rangers tonight. Red Sox review on WEI six, one, seven, 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 nine, seven, ninety three, seven. You know, Connor Wong's another guy like, that's a, that's a 707 OPS out of the catcher spot. There are not a lot of, ca- you know, I know like, oh, that doesn't, you know, pop your eyes out of your sockets. But for catcher, you right. can almost add another 100 points to Absolutely. it based on how that position is. Real Muto, uh, Will Smith, Adley Rutschman, Jonah Heim. I'm missing like maybe one or two. Yiner for right, uh, yeah, for yeah. Houston. Right. I mean, he he's still a young play player. in half the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And, and you know, 
Uh, right. So he said at 707, there are nine guys in, in baseball at 700 plus among catchers. Right. So that's that's 21 that that are below. And he's you know, he's done that on top of being one of the best defensive catchers in baseball on top of some speed on the bases. You know, you found out about him. Rob Refsnyder signed through next year. He comes up with a single. Right. Like the guy said, you know, that was his 13th at bat in the month of September. He does that. Um, you know, and and that to me is offensively, I just don't have that many questions. I have questions about second base. I have questions about the second catcher. I have questions about how they will maneuver the outfield, but they have, I, I think the pieces are generally speaking in place. I would love to see one more guy who can hit home runs consistently on this roster. I think that is, that is what this roster missed for a lot of the year, not having an Adam Duvall who's played in 83 games only. He's homered 19 times in there, but there's a there's a just a numbers wise production that is missing there because of the the lack of games that he played. I think this team needs to hit a few more home runs if they're going to contend in the American League East. But again, that that's what the great assault like. This, this has not been about the offense. Yeah, I, I mean, ideally you get that right handed counterpart for Rafi Devers, so you get the Manny Ortiz sort of three four. That's always what what I try and think up in my brain, but it's uh, pretty hard to come across. I mean, you know, Rafi is and I. This was from our friends on Twitter today, Red Sox Nation Stats. I think this tells the story that you're talking about, about not having a right-handed bat to protect him, or any bat, really, to yeah. protect him for a lot of the year, is these. this is the top five in the AL in intentional walks. Shohei, Jose Ramirez, Josh Naylor, Corey Seager, Rafi. Mm. I mean, you know, like, and think about it. What, what's that story, right? It's Otani, no protection. It's outside of Trout, but he was hurt for a lot of the All year. All of the year, yeah. J-Ram and Naylor, because they're the only two offensive players in that entire lineup. They're right. the only two good players in the in the Guardians lineup. Uh, those two guys, <laughs> how about that, that they are two guys in the top ten? Crazy. Intentional locks. <laughs> you could be a Guardians fan. <laughs> and, then, and then Corey Seager, who on paper has a lot of protection. Uh, but, you know, if you kind of look at the way they've composed the lineup, you know, and they, he's just so dangerous himself. Right, exactly. Right. That's a that's a respect to him, but not having, you know, Josh Young right behind him the way they did mm-hmm. for a lot of the year, Simon at the top. So I get it. And and and, and you know, people want to kind of yell and scream about Devers and, and how he's not maybe having the year that they dreamed him of having. Well, he's gonna end up that way, of course, with this toward stretch down the down the stretch. But I, I do think, you know, I, I we got a call the other day uh, that was a negative about like well, with Xander gone and JD gone, like Rafi just doesn't have it. And I, you know, I stopped for a moment and I'm like, well, first of all, he is producing most of the time. And you look at the numbers at the end of the year, he's going to end up with a top 10 offensive season in the American league, you know, pretty unquestionably. And, and, you know, maybe even better than that. And it's a, it's that, that's not a negative. Like, yeah, you need a little bit more around him. Tristan Costas has hit his way into being able to do that. It's just a shame he's left-handed. <laughs> well, but but yeah, that makes it even more valuable to have that righty that can split them up and to be able to have the lefty to protect that righty then on top. So yeah, the, the offense, I'm buying a whole lot of stock. And, and there could even be a few different wrinkles. You might even have to part ways with, dare I say, even like a Duran. If you're going to make sort of like a... A wild move to get pitching that would be the sort of, but I don't I don't know if I want to get rid of him. Those his type of play, uh, you know uh, archetype yeah. doesn't grow on trees either. His value has skyrocketed in a big way. We know the story, right of of the year. Uh, to me, it's it's you know Yoshida or Verdugo. It would be a little weird to trade Yoshida, but whoever Could comes in wasn't the guy who you know a, a guy or gal that that signed him. So you know they might not attach there. But also and he has his, value. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's diminished, point. but I I agree with that. And, and Verdugo too. I mean, I think that there are a lot of, of teams that would, that would be interested in him. I mean, shoot the, the conversation with the Yankees about getting a, you know, he, they all, the that Sox, was interesting. Yeah. Like Clark Schmidt for Verdugo, like, you know, but uh, uh, fit wise, it actually would have been perfect for both teams. Yeah. Just not sure if Verdugo translate as a Yankee very well. <laughs> and I know the Yankees like Clark Schmidt too. Yeah, but no and Clark Schmidt's not moving mountains, but you know, young young arm who's been very more than serviceable in a Cutter Crawford archetype. Yeah, you know, in, in the four or five starter range, let him you know roll the ball out there, let him be your starter for a year, see what he's got. Yeah. He's shown that he can be a major league starter. It's a good point. Uh, all right, I think that's uh, that's it for the night here on Red Sox Review. Uh, we are back with you again tomorrow. As the Red Sox take on the Texas Rangers, it'll be a 7.05 Mass Mutual Red Sox pregame show. Talk to Mass Mutual today. Feel comfortable about tomorrow. Uh, you heard the highlights earlier. The big swing by Rob Snyder, the two-run single in the eighth inning. That was brought to you by Nissan. Saving the action pack. Nissan lineup today at the Nissan Thrill of the Drive sales event. The Red Sox with a win tonight in Texas, and they go for another one tomorrow. Uh, Taz, you had like the, the, the 10 second preview. What do you think? Sox, Rangers tomorrow, Valdi, old friend. Yeah. You know, I, I think the Red Sox get another win, it, which, right. which kind of feels crazy based on how the last several weeks have, has gone. But the fact that I saw them win a game tonight, they saw themselves do it. I, I, I think there's a decent amount of vibes going in the Wow. Room. He's got belief. He's got a little bit of evidence. Yeah. And, and the Rangers need it so badly. The Red Sox can just go out there and play free. Beautiful. 705 start, 805 on the ball game. And then, of course, we'll be back with your Red Sox review right after uh, on WEEI. That is it for us here tonight. For Taz there, Cooper Boardman here saying so long. This has been Red Sox Review on WEEI. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.